Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! I, I say it every day with the people that I'm around. It's not that people are dumb, maybe ignorant. Ignorant means unaware of how things work. We've really realized this in the last six months about a lot of things. How about that? I'm not criticizing you. I've just never met anybody like that before. Everybody in my circle likes a little bit of everything, or a lot of everything. But that's the whole idea of diversifying, right? Variety is the spice of life. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, howdy, Canada. Welcome to the RP Show and Canadian sports fans around the world. It's Tuesday. It's episode number 536. And we are coming to you from the bunker. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, yeah. I need a minute. I know. We're live, by the way, on Game Plus Television, plus streaming on YouTube and Facebook. Live. Like, like you got... If that isn't the microcut, <laughs> that's okay. The Golden Knights hat has hit the deck. Fortunately, I have another one. Um, it's, it's that kind of day already. Yeah. Do we need a moment of silence? Is that... <laughs> We were out front having our curb coffee, Moose Dupont and I. Clark texted me, producer Clark, and he goes, do you have a poll question yet? And by the way, flurry to the Blackhawks. Spicy. Honestly, I'm like, what, Theo? What do you mean flurry? There's a million flurries. What flurry? Yeah, I immediately thought Hayden or Kale or... (laughs) That's what I... Instantly. There's there's no way. He just won the... The the Vegas Golden Knights would... No! He just won the Vesna. Breaking news on this Tuesday, July 27th in the year of our Lord, 2021. If I can check my notifications here. Reigning, yeah, I called it up already. I have to go off the top of my head. Reigning Vesna Trophy winner Marc-Andre Fleury has been traded from the Vegas Golden Knights to the Chicago Blackhawks. Please do not adjust your set. 
It's happening. It's done. It's been consummated. And I've got my thoughts, which we'll get into. That's the breaking news today. The guy that they got, Hakkarainen? Yeah. Was his name? Miko? Mikhail. Mikhail Hakkarainen. Split last year between the American Hockey League and the ECHL. So if you don't know his name, you're forgiven. Marc-Andre Fleury's gone. So I guess before we jump into the quick six show topics, and before we even tell you who's coming up on the program today, uh, here's my 60 seconds on Marc-Andre Fleury. Look, I don't know what went into this. Maybe it's a financial thing. $7 million off the books here for the Vegas Golden Knights. Our poll question is, did the Vegas Golden Knights keep the proper goalie for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center? Robin Leonard now, as of today, is the goalie of record for the Vegas Golden Knights. They're looking for a new franchise face. 73% say no, they should have kept Marc-Andre Fleury. I'm just going to go out on a limb, and I'm not speaking for the Vegas Golden Knights, clearly. But I am speaking as a Vegas Golden Knights fan. He cost them the series against the Montreal Canadiens. Can we, uh, can we say it now? Can Vegans say that Marc-Andre Fleury cost them the series? Because he did. You can't tell me there isn't a snippet of that in this trade. You can't. And if you tell me that there isn't, I'll say that you're pulling my leg. That's something that you can't necessarily come back from as a franchise. Nobody with the Golden Knights would say that at the time. The media wouldn't even say it, let alone the people with, can, you, can we say it now? He cost them the series against Montreal. And by the way, I love Marc-Andre. Je t'aime! But I guess he had to go. I'm not advocating that they had to move him. That's probably where the money comes in. Darren was scrambling to find out who the backup was for the Vegas Golden Knights. He asked me. I'm like, I have no idea because it's only been Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard for the last two years. Who, how would we know? But you went to the big board and found, you looked it up. Yeah, Logan Thompson. Of course it is. Yeah. The, the former Brandon Wheat King. Exactly. It's wild. Wild. I mean, he just won the Vesna, but I want to put on my business hat here for a second. And there's two sides of this. One, I think if I'm voting in the poll, they made the right move. You know, you got a goaltender who's six years younger in Leonard, 30. A goaltender who's $2 million a year cheaper. I think he signed a five-year, $25 million contract. So cap hit a five. Flurry's $7 million now off the books. You get a goaltender who's cap- very capable, maybe just as capable as Flurry is. And some would argue maybe better, but I wouldn't. Um, so I think they're okay. I think they made the right move. You can't play this dance and have, unless you're Montreal, you can't have, uh, what, $12 million in cap space allotted to your two goaltenders. Got to the Stanley Cup. Got to the Stanley Cup, though. But on the other, so that aside, it's a good move. But on the other side, Marc-Andre Fleury was the franchise. He was the Golden Knights franchise and has been for a long time. The gold pads, the personality. He's everything you want. And he just won the Vesna. So he's a top goaltender at 36 years old. One of the best in the NHL. Apparently, we're not live on YouTube. I'm trying to join the stream, and we can't. So we can look into that. The the warm-up is brought to you. Okay, Clark says they're up. It's a me problem. Usually is. The warm-up brought to you. Yeah, because I see comments coming in on YouTube. Sorry, guys. I got to get this thing fixed. The warm-up brought to you by E-Cold Electric. 
Come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center, Ecole Electric. Let's get to work. Now back to the normal order of business. Can you, well, Rod Smith, one of the top two announcers on the CFL on TSN play-by-play. I'm not sure if it's him or Rod Black, but Rod Smith will be with us in block two coming up. That's going to be entertaining. And Eric Engels from Sportsnet Montreal. I'm looking forward to chatting and catching up with Eric. So that's our guest today. Can we please hit the quick six show topic? I'm in a glass case of emotion here today. I'm a little off because I do love me some Marc-Andre Fleury. Oh, how could you not? But he did cost them the series against Montreal. We're in agreement on that. Right? Oh, yeah. It's Unfortunately, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's one of the best goaltenders we've seen. He's going to go down as an all-timer, but he cost them the series. They were, <clears throat> and they were on their way. Well, so this all went down like 30 minutes ago, and I noticed that the text line is still on the charger in your office, which is fine. We don't need it We right didn't now. meet in there today. But for the folks watching all over North America on Game Plus Television, hit us up, 306-840-8777. That's 840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized Sastel Mobility dealer. I want to hear from you. So we open with breaking news. These are the quick six show topics, please. And thank you, Director Jordan. If he's still awake back there, because I mean, did we hit him already? Once. We did? I don't know. I'm a little off today. <laughs> the flower might retire, by the way. That's what he's talking about. Not even going to Chicago. So we'll see. This all seems so yesterday now. <laughs> Winnipeg Jets acquired defenseman Brendan Dillon. What are you laughing at? I know. From the, from the, the uh, news. From the Capitals, I wonder sometimes why I go to bed at night wondering what I'm going to talk about the next day. Anyways, Brendan Dillon's gone to the Winnipeg Jets as Chevy continues to tinker on that Winnipeg Jets roster. And then this was a pretty big one, I thought. The Arizona Coyotes acquiring defenseman Anton Strahlman from the Florida Panthers. Looked up his stats. He played almost every game last year for the Panthers. He was good. He was left unprotected, I think, by the Panthers for the expansion draft. It was one of those trades where it was like three guys went one way and one pick went the other way. This was one of those yeah. ledger deals, bank balance deals, it seems. But Coyotes are making moves, and good for them. Uh, point two, former Alabama Crimson Tide defensive lineman Tim Williams, a rookie in camp with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, blew his Achilles tendon on Friday, which I reported on the weekend, if you noticed, at rodpeterson.com. He is now the fifth member. Of the green and white to blow an Achilles, eighth across the Canadian Football League. So we'll come back on that a little later on. I see that I have to do a, uh, no, I get to do a Great Western Ultra, Original 16 Ultra update today, where I will address the injuries across the CFL. <clears throat> so we won't spend much time on that now. The Toronto Blue Jays, which I watched this game last night, blew another one at Boston. Very entertaining game. But the ESPN announcers were just roasting George Springer, by the way, for shoddy base running. Were the Sportsnet guys? Oh, I was going to say. A little bit? It was on the big network last <laughs> night. I noticed. Yeah. Oh, you're watching the same thing well, as Well, I me? was flipping between that and uh, the Olympics. I watched a lot yeah. of Olympics last night. They weren't afraid to... Um, they weren't afraid to roast George Springer on uh, ESPN last no. night. What's he getting? What, what is he getting? Is it as much as $40 million a year? It's something obscene. It's at least $25 million, but in Major League Baseball, that's a pittance. Yeah. My God, if you only make $25 million in Major League Baseball, you're a loser. 
What's he getting, Clark? It's a $150 million deal. $25 million? Six year at 100 Right. Doesn't know how to run the bases, apparently. Anyways, Alex Verdugo hit a two-run homer in the eighth, and the division-leading Boston Red Sox rallied late for the second straight game, beating Toronto 5-4 in the opener of an important series for the Blue Jays. Adam Ottavino worked a scoreless inning for the win. Matt Barnes got the final three outs for his 22nd save. Toronto starter Thomas Hatch made just his second big league start, and he departed with the lead, Moose. Trevor Richards took the loss for the Toronto Blue Jays. Stuff's going down at the Olympics, by the way. Um, I'm chatting with a lot of my friends and my peeps about the Olympics and what's going on. We're all watching it. Seems very strange that there's nobody in the facilities. But you'd think we'd be used to it after. Oh, I know, right? We're coming up on the NHL, coming back August 1st of last year. So you'd think we'd be used to it, but Mm -hmm. we're not. Weightlifter Maude Charon has won Canada's second gold medal at the Tokyo Games. The Ramouski Quebec product finished first in the women's 64-kilo competition. And uh, her gold is Canada's second of the Games after swimmer Maggie McNeil won the women's 100-meter butterfly on Monday. I see people writing in here about Canada winning a bronze medal in the softball. The only problem I have with the Olympics, and it's not really a huge one, is I have no idea what day it is. I'm watching it going, is this live? Is it taped? Is it tomorrow? Is it yesterday? What? What's the medal count? I'm trying to find some accurate place to see who's in the lead with the medals. It's clearly not going to be us, but I just want to see if our total's going up every day. I know. And, and apparently it is. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, when we get to about just before, well, you know, late afternoon out east and, and well, I guess it's late afternoon out west and supper time out east. That's when they're waking up in Japan, and that's when the, the events are starting. So all evening and into the night, and then you watch kind of Japan's prime time when you wake up in the morning. But uh, it's funny. I was watching gymnastics last night. I've seen all the memes, and they're really funny. But they're true. As you're sitting there on the couch watching, like, eating your third bag of chips, and some gymnast, you know, misses the landing and steps out of the box, and you're just, like, cri- criticizing him, right? As, yeah. You know, you're sitting here having snacks on the couch and doing nothing, but... I don't know. It's fun to watch. I'm getting into it. It's taken a few days, but I'm into it now. Uh, Clark is really on the bit today. Back to the biggest news story of the day. Mark andre Fleury has been traded to the Chicago Blackhawks by the Vegas Golden Knights, Canada's team. And this from the agent of Mark andre Fleury. The agent, by the way, is Alan Walsh, and we all remember him, right? Oh, yeah. He says he has not yet heard from anybody from Vegas and found out through Twitter about the trade. He's about to meet with the family to make a decision on the playing future. Uh, Hey, Alan, don't bitch talk the Golden Knights. Maybe you're as big of a reason that this relationship broke down. It clearly is a fractured relationship, not necessarily Marc-Andre Fleury and the Golden Knights, but Vegas doesn't like Alan Walsh, so maybe zip it. Why do you need to be? Why do you need to be informed? The agent. Uh, anyways, I'll move on. But I'm just this guy. Whatever he says, he found out via Twitter. I bet you the flower didn't find out through Twitter. That's what the I. The Golden hope. Knights have more respect than that, but they don't like Alan Walsh. I don't blame them. The agent. Oh, Clark says Flurry found out through Twitter. I'll believe it when I see it. There's a lot of fake news out there. More stuff today. 
in the National Hockey League. The Orders to buy out James Neal, the Sharks to buy out Martin Jones, and the Canucks to buy out Braden Holtby. So there's going to be some goalies floating around here before long. Uh, point five, CEBL play last night. Saskatchewan Rattlers went, uh, they are who we thought they were. They lost in Ottawa last night, 82-69 to the Blackjacks. And uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers announcing today they will unveil the 2019 Grey Cup Championship banner at IG Field Thursday, August 5th, when the team plays host to the Hamilton Tiger Cats in a 2019 Grey Cup rematch. The first CFL action since the 107th Grey Cup in Calgary, November 29th, 2019. You people in Manitoba are encouraged to arrive early to make sure they are in their seats for the 7.30 p.m. banner unveiling. The gates will open 90 minutes before kickoff with pregame party specials from 6 until 7 p.m. Hey! A live performance by the new Blue Bombers house band led by Jennifer Hansen. I think she used to sing the national anthem at Jets games way back in the old Winnipeg arena. I held her coat one night when she walked onto the ice. If this is the same Jennifer Hansen. How about and I gotta, that? I got to think that it is. Yeah. How many Jennifer Hansons could there be in Winnipeg that sing? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I'll never forget. It was hockey night in Canada. She, I was just standing there and she's like, can you hold this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, From Bombers President Wade Miller, it has been a long 20 months waiting to be able to celebrate with our fans, which will make Thursday night that much more memorable. Our staff has worked extremely hard to get to this point, and we can't wait to unveil our championship banner with a full stadium in attendance. Fans still interested in purchasing 2021 season tickets or many plans can do so from the Blue Bombers website, saving up to 40% on regular individual game prices, yada, yada, yada. Go to bluebombers.com for more info on that. So that's a lot on a Tuesday, Moose. Oh, yeah. Again, the warm-up is proudly presented by our friends at E. Cole Electric. Check out their new Regina Data and Lighting Center, E. Cole Electric. Let's get to work. The CFL on TSN's Rod Smith joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey guys, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If any athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going with the code FANSIDED20. I know I talk about it every day in the podcast, but listen... We've all done it. We've all had to groom ourselves. No clunky razors that are meant for your face, or dare I say your back, or pain in the ass extension cords, leaning over the toilet. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 comes in a convenient size. It was specifically designed for trimming below the waist. Make it happen, guys. The world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Again, free shipping around the world and 20% off with the promo code 
FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, it absolutely is. Welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues. Again, the breaking news, the Vegas Golden Knights have traded goaltender Mark andre Fleury to the Chicago Blackhawks. For whom? Doesn't matter. The flower is gone to Chicago. My phone's going nuts. Our Golden Knights tech string fans, uh, we're expecting the flower to retire. By the way, regarding Jennifer Hansen, the former Jets anthem singer who's now singing at the home opener for the Blue Bombers, Robert in Winnipeg writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line. He says, yes, Rod, it is the same Jennifer Hansen. She moved back from Atlanta a couple of years ago. How about that? How about uh, from, that? From the 587, Craig in Calgary says, lots of good feels with all of the great results from Tokyo. Dare I say it? Is it time to finalize bids for Vancouver 2030 or Toronto 2036? Ah, just, just hold on. Let's get through these Olympics first without a COVID outbreak, and then we'll worry about 2030. Okay, let's bring him in now. Rod Smith, CFL on TSN. I appreciate him sitting through all of that. Roderick, how you doing, my man? I am Roderick. Are you Roderick or Rodney, Rod Peterson? I am Rodney. Absolutely, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, we got it all covered here on the Rod Show. Oh, man. I don't like to bring people on with deeper voices than I have, but today I will make an exception. Oh, yeah, right. Rod, <laughs> how is your good life? Good to see you again, by the way. Always good to see good you. To see Always you. good to see you, my man. Congratulations on the posting. We had Milton on Friday and said how much you'd coveted this role. How has your life changed since you've been named a lead play-by-play man for the CFL on TSN? Well, I'm still technically on a like a preseason vacation. It hasn't changed yet, but it is about to, Rod. Thank you. And um, I, in a really good way, It's it's. Uh, I loved the studio. I love working with Milt and Maddie and Davis Sanchez and, of course, Henry and uh, and our dearly departed Schultze, uh, our friend uh, who passed away earlier this year. I got a lot of fond memories of that show. But before I hang it up and call it a career, I wanted to get back in the booth. Uh, you may recall, although this is going back, I was actually the host of the CFL on TSN back in 1997. And I had a chance to hit the road in 98 and call games. And a guy by the name of James Duffy took over from me. Um, and I loved it. I did, but my family was quite young. And it wasn't just going to represent travel during the football season. Um, it was meaning becoming a play-by-play guy full-time and being on the road a lot. And I thought there was a lot of stress in a young family. So I chose the studio. I didn't regret it. I've loved every minute of it. But this is an opportunity at least to get out and call, uh, not just doing play-by-play of a sport that I love. It's in my blood. I was born in Ottawa and raised on the CFL, and I continue to love it, and I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I'm looking forward to the call. I mean, you've called enough games over the years. I've heard it, and uh, you're fantastic. But listen, I didn't want to say this to Milt on Friday when he was on, but Rod, the best panel ever. Yourself, E.T., Ob and Marty York. How did you keep that romper actually, room? You know what? What? It, it was Rod. It was actually ET came the next year. It was Les Brown. Remember Les Brown, Hall of Famer? <laughs> well, of course. Ob, yeah. Les, and Marty. And that show got off the rails in a real hurry. So yeah, thanks for the memories. <laughs> I just remember Obi's bracelet rattling off the desk all the time, and oh my god, it was so good. It's always been good for twenty five yeah. years or whatever. But I mean, oh my god, those guys were something else. So 
What is your take on the CFL training camps here as we enter week three? What, you know, what's, what's sticking out at you? Well, I mean, it's like no other, and it's not ideal. Let's face it. I know no preseason games, very little contact. I thought, um, I've talked to a couple of coaches. I thought it was really telling what uh, Craig Dickinson had to say in one of his media conferences afterwards about their scrimmage. And you can sense the frustration uh, just because they're blowing the whistle early, so you don't know how well the offensive line is doing because they don't want a defensive lineman hitting uh, hitting the quarterback. Um, just things like that. This is not ideal, but I understand that. I, I they got to get going again. They got to find a way. And if it's under these conditions, less than ideal as they are, uh, I'm still glad to see that they're giving it a go and they're going to play again. So you know, here's hoping next year it'll be a, a lot more normal, full training camps, preseason games, of course, and everything else. But um, yeah, I mean, it, I can see how it's tough on a coach and players too trying to make the team. I know. I'm pretty sure you told me this before, but were you not a lineman? with the Golden Gales. What was your football history? Yeah, I played at Queens for a couple of years. Oh, I was a center, yeah. and then I moved outside to a right tackle. So that was, oh boy, that was a long time ago, late 70s, early 80s. But um, so a little bit there. Um, and, you know, and enough to certainly have an understanding of, of Canadian university sports and football. But it was just all part of the passion that I had for it. Um, not the greatest old lineman, to be sure, but, um, but I had a lot of fun playing the game and made it that much more fun um, watching it, and even as, as mentioned, getting a chance to call it. Yeah, that's what I thought it was the Queen's Golden Gales. So, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, I think that the Got coaches will. Picture... Wanna... Yeah. Nin- is that you? 1979. The, um, well, I'm in there at the back, uh, just an 18 year old kid, but um, they had won the Vanier Cup, the national title, the year before. And uh, that was a pretty good team, too. Lost to Western in a national semifinal, but fond memories. That's, um, that's all I have right now, Rod, right behind me. <laughs> well, uh, Rod. Every guy on that team was notable, but who's somebody that our viewers might recognize that you recall, name-wise? Uh, well, there were a couple that went to the CFL. Um, uh, one was uh, uh, the late Jim Muller, who uh, played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and he was a Metris Trophy winner. Another one, uh, Ross Francis, who played in Ottawa. But um, And uh, there was another teammate, Greg Bond, who was a very good college player, whose uh, father happened to be Bobby Bond. Um, so there, there were um, a number of, of course, NHL, famous NHL player. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of really good, talented people. I don't know if there'd be one name that would nest, that, that would be household standing out uh, now. Uh, played against Greg Marshall, who um, later became a great head coach with uh, Western, who um, he was just an outstanding running back. His brother Blake, of course, had a terrific CFL career, um, but uh, Greg's was cut down by injury. But a lot of guys, a lot of good football talent. But I'm just off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of someone that would, uh, would you know, a name that would just pop out with a long CFL career. Well, that's a few. Uh, speaking of those types of guys, Arlen Bruce the Third is watching, and he writes in all caps. Do you guys want to put it on the screen? Every time I hear Rod Smith, I think he's doing highlights. Loved when he did my highlight <laughs> reels. Congratulations. And to be honest with you, when the news released, there's the comment on the bottom of the screen from Arlen. Um, but this did not surprise me with the announcement at all, Rod, because in a lot of ways, your voice is the soundtrack of the CFL, along with Cuthbert, along with Rod Black. I saw Rod's uh, a call of him of a Greg Ellingson touchdown. I was in the highlight pack this morning. That's when I watched Sports Center. So And Kelsey's Roadhouse. Every time I... Kelsey's. <laughs> I think of you. <laughs> By the way, Ryan Gregory writes on YouTube, how does Rod Smith think the quality of play will be 
after that much time off and no preseason? It's a great question, and let's be honest. I mean, um, I could couch it by saying I think it'll get better as the season goes on, but I mean, when you don't have scrimmage, well, you barely have scrimmage and you don't have preseason games, I think the quality of the start of the season is going to leave a bit to be desired. That said, sometimes games can be awfully interesting when mistakes happen. I mean, not that I'm looking forward to going and watching a game with a bunch of mistakes made as, as teams struggle to find their identity, but I still think the games could be entertaining, but I certainly don't think they're going to be mistake-free. I think it's going to take these teams, especially under these circumstances, a lot of time to gel and really find out who who they are. And I, that, that could take weeks. I think we could be talking week four or week five before they uh, they start to really start to establish an identity. But that said, I'm really curious. I love the league anyway. I mean, uh, despite of the circumstances they're going to struggle through in the early part of this season, I'm really looking forward to it. So, and by the way, Rod, Arlen Bruce, yeah, I did read a lot of highlights and I think did a couple of games that he was doing too. He was a heck of a ball player. Oh, for sure. And just an electric personality. One of the guys that yeah. makes the CFL so great. I don't know how many interviews you're doing, Rod. I assume it's a lot. I mean, I was on a podcast last night, uh, and I'll say it, no credentials required podcast out of Albany, New York. And they asked for a great cup prediction. And I was like, it is so early. You know what teams get to the great cup are usually the healthiest. <laughs> and Bo Levi's not practicing. Nick Arbuckle's not practicing. Mike yeah. Riley's missed. Michael Riley's missed time. Matt Nichols isn't practicing. And, and by the way, no yeah. fault of their own, Rod. This is two weeks through training camp with two weeks to go. It's impossible to make a great cup prediction right now. Yeah, good luck to you. I mean, the, the, I think the fallback that many have, uh, including me, it's easy to lean on Hamilton because we're basing it on 2019 and Jeremiah Masoli is healthy and they have the most uh, enviable quarterback situation, at least based on the previous season the CFL played than any other club in the league with Dane Evans there as well. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's uh, I, I, I'm proud of my 2019 prediction because I got it right, the matchup and the winner. Um, but in this one, it is just too hard to really know. I mean, uh, I do hear a lot of Hamilton and, and some Saskatchewan, you know, uh, if despite their changes, if they can find a way to pick up what they did in 2019. But um, next to impossible. We really don't know. And, that, and that's the thing. We're not, there are, there are going to be a lot of new faces in this league. But not only that, there are veteran players who haven't played in a long time, upwards of two years. And to your point, injuries are a concern too, especially early on, given the circumstances coming in. And I really hope, you know, we had a year where just about every starting quarterback went down just a couple of years ago. And I really hope we're not dealing with that. I hope they can stay healthy enough and stay on the field and figure this thing out early on in the season. Uh, by the way, Winnipeg has woken up. <laughs> the viewers, Tacona Pally writes in and says, um, bombers. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, hey, for sure. Yeah. Who did I have in 2019? Um, bombers beating Hamilton, <laughs> the great cup. That was my preseason prediction. So don't that? think I don't show Winnipeg any love. Go on, we got to find that clip. Yeah, you should yeah. pick that clip up and open up this season with that. Uh, from Well, he, hey, let's get into it. Jeff, the Stamps fan watching in Calgary, says Hamilton has a lot of of pressure on them. They have a shrinking yeah. window and the cup is at Tim Horton's field. True. I don't think pressure is going to bother them. I really don't. But what is your take on that comment? Well, I mean, I can see the point that, as I mentioned before, a lot of people think that they should be the favorite right now. And, and I'll say, even though, as we talked about before, it's so difficult to establish after this long layoff. So sure. I'll say, I, I think, 
Um, I think Hamilton should be, you know, the preseason favorite going in, but um, there's just so much up in the air. But the fact that the Grey Cup is in Hamilton for the first time since 1996, um, and the Ticats have this team that lost to a great bomber team in 2019, and I think they feel it's their time. As mentioned, their quarterback situation, their talented set of receivers, a very strong defense, a number of great veterans, the core of that team still intact coming back. And in the East, still somewhat in flux. I mean, I'll be curious to see what Montreal can do to build on 2019. The Argos made a lot of changes, but going with the young quarterback in Nick Arbuckle and Ottawa, you know, with, with Paul Lapolis, um, you know, still building that team, trying to rebuild after a really tough year in 2019. So I can see it. I, I do think there's pressure on the Ticats. Absolutely. The expectation is there. Uh, James watching in Borden, Manitoba says, I'm just so happy to have Rod and the CFL back. So there you go, Roderick. You are making people Thank happy. You, uh, Ryan watching making in the Maritimes. Thank you. Yeah. Ryan watching in the Maritimes says, uh, what's Rod's take on the schooners? Any news on that? You know, it's interesting. I first heard that schooner's name um, in my last year at Queens in 81. We were down at the Atlantic Bowl in my final game. We lost to Acadia, but there was a lot of talk about it then with the late J.I. Albrecht and interest. Uh, they, they'd established a, um, you know, this is, we're going back 40 years where they had established the Atlantic schooner's name and the plan to uh, play in a in Husky Stadium at St. Mary's, uh, obviously with a lot of seats added. It didn't, for, for financial reasons, it never panned out. And the dream of that 10th team uh, occasionally referred to as ninth team when we, you know, when the CFL was, you know, for a time uh, an eight-team league. But talking about the tenth team again, um, that that dream hasn't gone away. It, it seems like it's been a little bit closer, but still, I really wonder uh, what this global pandemic has done to that plan. As the CFL has got to get, you know, its own house in order financially and make sure that its current franchises are okay. I think and get back on its feet, um, you know, before they can think about that tenth team. That's my thought. Um, I'll be, I'd be curious to see how it plays out, but I I don't, it it seems to me anyway, like it'd be more of a back burner thing until the CFL is sure that it's, um, that it's, you know, recovered from really an awful couple of years. I think we have only 60 seconds, but I just want to ask you about what was the name of that show you and I talked about that you did with Pop and Jones, where you sat around in the restaurant, in the bar and just talked? Oh, around the table i think it was called around the how awesome was that and you guys only aired it like one weekend that's something i would have watched the same show five times will you ever do that again thank you that that part (laughs) frustrated me because we never knew what feed it was going to be on because they had friends that would tell me when is it when is it on and i think it's on tsn3 at 7 30 and running again on tsn4 the next day at you know, um, I, I wish that it had been given more play because um, I I don't know if they're doing it again, but I'd love to because just to be able to do TV that way, we uh, I'll, I'll make it quick. We it was a half hour show, but we'd shoot about forty five to fifty minutes, so it was probably an editing nightmare. But they were relaxed and got lots of great stories. I had a lot of fun doing that. Hey, well, how was Jones? How <laughs> was Chris? He, he was honest. <laughs> he was honest. I mean, I actually, I actually enjoyed him in that because he didn't, he didn't pull punches. He didn't mince words, and that's what we were looking for. And I know he's, you like that in an interview as well. <laughs> he's a great guy. I knew he was great. Yeah. I was, I knew what the answer yeah. would be. Hey, Rod, thanks for the time. Always good seeing you, my man. We'll see you on the trail. Great to see you again, Rod. Thank you for this. The CFL on TSN's Rod Smith joining us from the T dot. 
We got a sports update coming up and uh, more of those stories, eh? Mm. Uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's the RP show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24 hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. It's a big day. Breaking news today, if you haven't heard, and that's why we love doing daytime sports talk. There's nobody else on television in this fine country talking sports like we are. And here, the reason I'm so down is this. Reigning Vezina Trophy winning goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury has been traded from the Vegas Golden Knights, Canada's team, to the Chicago Blackhawks and is contemplating his future, according to his agent. Alan Walsh tweeted this morning that Fleury had still not heard from the Golden Knights about the deal. The 36-year-old goalie did not have Chicago on his 10-team no-trade list, but did not want to play for any team other than Vegas. Walsh wrote on Twitter, Marc-Andre will be taking time to discuss his situation with his family and seriously evaluate his hockey future at this time. It's the first time in 20 years the reigning Vezina Trophy was traded before the next season. Who was the last one, guys? Patrick Waugh. No. No? But you're somewhat close. Okay. How many years? Huh? 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 20 years. 2001 it happened. Jocelyn Thibault? The Dominator. Dominic Kasich. Yes. Or, sorry, not Thibault. Buffalo traded Dominic Kasich. No, you're good. Yeah. Buffalo traded the Dominator to Detroit on the first day of free agency in 2001. Which, by the way, I was thinking about this the other day. Today is episode 536. You know, we used to do the jersey number thing for the, for the show number. And we yeah. stopped doing that once we hit 100. So let's just go back and have fun. Jersey number 36. Who's your all-time favorite number 36s out there? Did the bus? Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis. Well, off the top of my head, I'm thinking David Ridgway, the robo kicker mm-hmm. from CFL circles. And but I was thinking about 39 for some reason. And did Hashik not wear 39? That's right. Okay. And Dougie Waite. Mm-hmm. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag for three days from now. But who's your favorite all-time number 36s? I know. I could. I could Google it right now as I continue to. Got to be some goalies wearing. Got to be some goalies, yeah, for sure. Footballers, yeah. The bus, as you say, yeah. Um, (sighs) Let's go to the big board. While you do that, yes. A tweet you may or may not have seen already from our friend Cameron Hughes. What do you say? I hope it's April Fools in Vegas. So they're really sad in Vegas. They're not feeling very good. Nuh-uh. He's the face of the franchise. All of a sudden, Wayne Newton's the most popular man in Las Vegas again. Except for with Clark Griswold. Because Wayne Newton was trying to mow his lawn. Shaquille O'Neal wore number 36, by the way. Mm. Matthew Barnaby? Barney? Did somebody say Barney? Yeah, Ryan McCarthy. Good one. Love it. Very good. From Allie Hicks, Aloha, RP Show. 
Yesterday's Great Western pick of producer Clark and his dad, we thought Clark looked a lot like the late wrestler Jim the Anvil Neidhart. How about that? <laughs> Can we do a side-by-side? Great interview with Rod Smith. CFL countdown is on. Go Riders. From Sean McCormick from the Game Plus Studios in downtown Toronto. From out of left field. Yes. Number 36, Dmitry Yushkevich. I got a soccer card somewhere. Was he a Leaf? Yeah. He was a bud? Defenseman. For a see, while, too. See, you people that weren't watching this show before we went to Game Plus, you have no idea how much fun we had before we went to national television. We did this stuff every day, right? Yeah, and we just didn't want to reset the clock and start again. <laughs> we thought that would be... But you know what? Maybe it's something we do for 100 episodes once we hit 1,000. 1,001, 2, 3... Hobby, we're doing it right now. Well, I know, but uh, you got me thinking 39s now. J- I know, right? James in Borden, Manitoba says, Jimmy Oligny, number 36. Yeah, here they come. Here, it's raining number 36s now. Lori Bercy, an Argos fan, says, favorite Argo, number 36, Don Mullen and Lester Smith. Uh, from Todd Pinckney, one of our P1s. Tony Pollard from your Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? From Robin Wildy, watching on YouTube. I'm driving back from Candle Lake. My truck lets me play the RP show on YouTube and not Facebook. How about that? How about that? Chill for a second while I get through these comments, okay? Gino DePauli. I'll just read one more. He says, Kelly McCrimmon doesn't make friends. He builds teams. Harsh, but that happens. Clearly, the hockey is a business mantra hasn't hit Vegas fans yet. Well, I was not really that upset this morning, other than I needed a moment that the flower was gone. But I'm not surprised anymore by anything that happens in sports whatsoever. And I can cheer for Robin Leonard. I can bring myself to cheer for Robin Leonard, but I really like flower. It was a favorite pick. Uh, favorite uh, fit there. Dean Tix in Green Bay. Favorite number 36. Former Packer Leroy Butler. Man, I started something. Oh, yeah. I'll get to your comments, folks. I just got business to take care of. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, you might find this interesting, says that as a lifelong Montreal Canadiens fan, he's deeply disappointed by the team's selection of Logan Mayu in the NHL draft. Mayu, who was picked by the Canadians on July 23rd, was fined by a Swedish court last year after he was convicted of charges related to sharing, without her consent, a photo of a woman performing a sexual act. Trudeau told reporters in Moncton today that the Canadians organization showed a lack of judgment by drafting Mayu and that the team owes an explanation to fans. The 18-year-old Mayu, who had asked teams not to draft him, told reporters on uh, Saturday that Sharing the photo was, quote, stupid and irresponsible. Again, Trudeau said he's deeply disappointed in the Montreal Canadiens. Justin, let's talk about you for a while. Oh, good one, Rod. The Winnipeg Jets have added defenseman Brendan Dillon to their squad. The Jets acquired the 30-year-old blue liner from the Washington Capitals on Monday in exchange for two Second-round draft picks in uh, 2022 and 2023. Uh, Brendan Dillon's from New Westminster, played four seasons in Seattle. And a tough 
start for the Blue Jays in their series at Fenway Park. The Boston Red Sox rallied in the eighth inning for the second straight day as Alex Verdugo hit a two-run homer to push the AL East leaders to a 5-4 victory over Toronto in the series opener. That's it. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Viewer takeover next. Eric Engels from Montreal coming up in hour two. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Boy, did we start something. Um, It is viewer takeover. As I said, and we will do next hour a original 16 update on the injuries across the Canadian Football League. Let's get it started. Viewer takeover. Brady writing in. Prairie Mobile text line says, Hey, Rod, Marc-Andre Fleury's been moved to Chicago to go play with Kirby Doc, Seth Jones, Taves, Kane, Debrinket. Going to be a pretty good team, I think, if Fleury doesn't retire, of course. If the rumor's true that Fleury found out from Twitter, that's not very classy by the Golden Knights organization. And he says, The Riders have just a couple more practices to get conditioned for the start of the regular season. Uh, they got, I don't know, Looking at the calendar, they got almost two weeks. What's today's a Tuesday? They play yeah. a week from Friday. That's more than a few practices, but you're right. Um, on the um, Trudeau comes out and admonishes the Montreal Canadiens today. So our Stampeders uh, fan Jeff writes in on that, and he says, "Shocker! Trudeau takes the opportunity to virtue signal." Trudeau owes an explanation to Canadians, and he's not talking about the hockey team. From John in Winnipeg, John Ohm. Ohm. Typically Trudeau, like we want your opinion. Wow. Would you imagine some reporter was like, oh, Mr. Prime Minister, what do you think about your favorite hockey team drafting Logan My? Do you think he would have been asked that, or he of would course have he would have been asked that? Do you think he wouldn't have offered it? No. By the way, let's let's take a break and stop, take a pause from screwing over Western Canada on the carbon tax, and let's talk about my favorite hockey team and their first round pick the other night. You don't think he would have <laughs> offered that? Maybe. I don't know. But uh, if he was asked, what else is he supposed to say? You know what? I like the team. I think it's a good pick. <laughs> Hell of a hockey player. Uh, Go, Habs, go. (laughs) Exactly. As he unbuttons his jacket to show his Habs tie. Exactly. From Dylan Spicer in Nova Scotia, good on him for taking ownership and responsibility. Hopefully he learned from the mistake that he made. One more on Logan Mayu. You had a comment on other teams. Well, that's what I, you know, there was other teams that were kind of talking about taking him in the second round, eyeing him up in the second round, and word was getting around. And I think that's why you're saying that Mark Bergevin's like, this is a really good hockey player, and are they actually thinking about taking him? Maybe we got to take him. 
It's exactly what I t- and said to you yesterday. To me, if the other teams were thinking about taking them, we need to know who those other teams are too. Because they're just as at fault here as the Canadians. Did they not get the memo that this kid took himself out of the draft? Did they not have a conference call or a memo saying, don't pick this kid? You'll all have a chance to get him next year? Right? What's going on here? One thing that people don't understand. Quite often, you just have to remember, I got a little more gray at the temples than you do, son. People would often say, there's no way they could allow that to happen. How could they be that stupid that he would pull himself from the draft, but the teams would still pick him and they would allow that? How, they wouldn't be that stupid, could they? Yes, they could. These things happen. How could that slip between the cracks? Because the monkey fell asleep at the wheel. Ryan Gregory watching on YouTube says, Hey, Rod, will you be doing game predictions for the CFL each week? This upcoming season? Ryan, that is a Texas 10-4. Correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we have our uh, special CFL preview coming up next week. But next hour, Eric Engels of Sportsnet Montreal and more fun and frivolity. Stick around after this break on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.